Hi, this is Gemma Hallett, the founder and chief mobiliser of My Future App and My Future Foundation. I'm on a mission to mobilise 100,000 young people towards employability and prosperity. In doing so, I've met some incredible people who are working with Gen Z and are very passionate about the Gen Z ecosystem in Wales. And I wanted to connect everybody and bring awareness to everybody. I'm all about collaboration. I think we can create better and do more good if we work together. So this is what the podcast series is all about. And I hope that you enjoy our guests today. And I'm really looking forward to sharing their story with you. Hi, welcome to our next podcast. And I'm super excited to have Mr. <laughs> Dave Williams sat in the room with us today. So, um, Dave, I'm not going to take up too much time. I want you to dive in uh, and tell us about you, who you are, and why supporting young people, particularly in Wales, is so important to you. Okay. Uh, thanks, Jem. Um, yeah, so I'm David. I am the co-founder and director of the Youth Development Agency, um, along with a number of other companies, all education and, and youth-focused. We are experts in experiential and non-formal learning. So what we aim to do is to take young people out of classrooms, um, take them outside of their traditional learning settings and give them a number of skills, a range of skills that are um, can help them when they get into the workplace, when they go to university or whatever life, life decisions they choose to make, um, giving them and imparting them with the skills that they can critically engage with decisions, they can make informed choices and that they feel confident enough to choose their own paths. And we work not just in Wales, but globally as well. Yeah. So one of the things I want to hit on is we were recently on a uh, Big Ideas Wales training session we were, together. Yeah. So we are role models. We are, early, yeah. We are role models. Um, and you were just telling me before before we went live here that you've been out in the university, been out in schools. And what is the message that you're giving to these young people? Because I love it. Um, so. so, yeah, I've been really fortunate since we um, did the uh, work, uh, since we trained together, um, that... I've been at Cardiff University, so just come did that this week, and I've been at uh, Corpus Christi High School in, in Cardiff. And that role really, um, well, that's, that message was about solving problems. And people often ask, you know, what is an what's an entrepreneur, what does an entrepreneur mean to you? And I think it's a real simple message. It doesn't have to be, I think it's been, it's kind of been hijacked a little bit. It's been hijacked by the, you know, it's a, a white boy in a suit, it's Alan Sugar, it's, know or you have to um, you have to look a certain way or be a certain thing do you know what for me the simplest way of, of approaching that is it's ju we're just problem solvers that's all we are I love solving problems I have done I think um, I, I I often say I'm like an accidental entrepreneur I never really kind of thought that this was the route I was going to take I was going to be in education for you know as long as I was uh, alive and I you know got to the point where Actually, I've realized how many amazing opportunities there are and I want to connect young people to those opportunities. So it's about solving a problem. And when I went into, went in, uh, into Cardiff University, that was one of the, the key messages to come out that as, as young people, um, digital natives now, they're able to solve problems for companies that those companies just can't. I, you know, I gave the example, I'm, I'm 37 and um, I don't use Snapchat. But I know a lot of the demographic that we work with uses Snapchat. So I just said, look, you know, here's a problem. You've got a solution. You all use Snapchat. I'm sure there's someone who can show me um, how to use it and, and what it's about. And they looked at me like, you know, oh, really? Is that a problem? Because they are so used to it. They're so, they don't even see it as a challenge. 
But for people of my generation who are now owning companies or having to deal with social media, that's just, that is a challenge for us. Yeah, and we're not even old. I know we're not, we're not old. Yeah, I know. No idea how Snapchat works. No. So, See? yeah. So for, we had this conversation uh, back a few a few weeks back, and I took that message. I was so excited about what you said. I took that message and put it out across two of our channels. So our TikTok channel, which probably a lot of these listeners won't understand what TikTok is because only young people are using it, and then Instagram Live. I put it out on there as well. And the response from young people was just exciting. So yeah. it was a very short message, and all I said was, I know a business owner that will pay a young person to show them how to use Snapchat. Yeah. You use Snapchat every day. You've got all the skills. Think about monetizing it. And, and off you go. And that's what it was, less than 20 seconds. And three young people, they must have planted a seed because they responded. They took the time to respond with a few emojis and then, oh, I can do that. And it's really exciting. And I think that message needs to go far and wide across Wales. Yeah. You know, we could have young people in the valleys who can monetize the skills that they've got because... I think there's two, there's two things that are really important in that. There's this, this concept of seeding. So we talked about this earlier that um, there are all these ideas that are generated. Uh, often in conversations that we have, um, we're really lucky. We're part of a you know part of groups that uh, are very enthusiastic, very kind of committed to generating ideas that can support not just young people but wider society. Um, and often they get left in rooms. So mm. you, you you go to a meeting or we're at you know an event and we'll all be kind of coming up with these ideas and thinking about things. And some of them will will kind of go out like that this one has, and others get lost because everyone's really busy. So this idea of seeding, how do we get the ideas out? And then the second piece of that is when a young person picks up that idea, uh, like these three have in, in, terms of, um, in terms of looking at the Snapchat uh, kind of training, how do we provide a platform for them, for them to then develop that? So, you know, it's very easy for me. I've, I've written a couple of books of, like I put on Amazon and, and, and different platforms. And, and how do we get them to go from idea creation yes, I can do that, to a format that could then be used to generate income. So mm -hmm. whether it be a book, whether it be something on um, one of the e-learning platforms, um, whether it be uh, a series on, on uh, YouTube, wherever it might be, how do we help them to take the idea and the solution, so problem solution, and then put them in a platform where they can then use that as a, mm -hmm. as a way of um, hitting the world, hitting the wider world. Yeah, so enterprise right now is really high on the policy and, and the agendas in Wales and entre entrepreneurship. I want you to tell the story about the book and <laughs> the Beric story, because if, like you said, that can be translated out and leave this room, yeah. then you know anybody listening to this podcast and share that message with young people and okay. that seed that you mentioned. You know. Okay, so, so um, yeah, this is a, an interesting story. I'll, I'll try and keep it quick. Um, I have uh, two sons, uh, one of them's four and a half now, but when he was born, he had, um, he suffered from reflux and colic, which meant that he'd never slept, and um, would be up quite all night, my wife and I, and uh, one of these nights, he wasn't very well, and um, I was online, as you are, because what else are you doing, flicking through Facebook, and a friend of mine, who's up in Scotland, um, kind of set his challenge, and I'm, I'm a sucker for a, for a challenge or a bet in that respect, and he said, look, I bet you, you can't um, create a book of, on a subject that you have no knowledge about and sell it on Amazon over the weekend. And it was like a hundred quid or something. Um, so I said, I'll take that bet. Yeah. And so I'm walking my son up and down the, uh, the living room with him on my shoulder. He's crying. I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do? 
what what subject can I what subject can I tell anyone about really? Because you until you start thinking about it, you don't think you know anything, um, and it can't be something that I know already. So I started thinking, okay, pets. Everyone likes pets, so you know, lots of people got pets. Pets are a great start. But I can't do dogs. I can't do cats because you know there's loads of information about dogs and cats. Um, so I went onto the uh, the U.S. veterinary website and looked at the um, pop, uh, the which pets were most popular. And halfway down the line, there were ferrets. I know nothing about ferrets. Apparently, you can train them. Um, they can be trained. They can be litter trained. They can be um, nip trained. There's lots of things you can do with them. They're very interactive, and there's a real uh, love for for ferrets, and particularly in the U.S. And so. I thought, that's it, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a book about how to train your ferret. So uh, over the course of the weekend, I became a ferret expert. Um, and what that entailed was me going through the internet, doing my research, um, and then putting all of that down into a book um, that I wrote. And at the same time, I outsourced uh, the design for the front page, for the front cover, and I um, got someone else to do the formatting so that I could put it up on Amazon. I learned how to uh, publish a self-publish a book on Amazon, get it onto the bookstore, and all the rest of it. And um, so, come Monday morning, I had this book. It was formatted. I had a really great little um, cover. It looked like a proper book. I had uploaded it to Amazon, and I pressed go. And um, I have got reviews. Uh, I think I'm currently at 4.8 stars on Amazon, so you can check it out. Ultimate guide to training your ferret, uh, <laughs> David Williams, and. Um, something in the region of about 300 pound a month that we I generate from that. Um, and that came from just solving someone's problem. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to be an expert. And I think this is something that a lot of young people, comes to the confidence thing. A lot of young people think, I don't know enough. I'm not an expert. No one will listen to me. No one will respect what I have to say. And one of the things I said uh, when I was at the university was, you only need to be one step better. Yeah. And that's not to say you 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 need to be you know you need to be you're not a charlatan. It's not about that. It's about saying that if you know something that's one step higher than someone else, then to them, in all intents and purposes, you're the expert because you want to bring them onto that next step. And that's all it is. It's about having something that you know that someone else doesn't and filling the gap because you had that problem at some point yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you can get into that mindset that actually I can solve people's problems then it's a hugely valuable place to be because you see problems everywhere and as soon as you start seeing that then you start to see solutions mm-hmm. and then you're an entrepreneur yeah it so, is as simple as that yeah so this whole concept of an entrepreneur is somebody that runs a massive enterprise and you know has done the x amount of business plan planning yeah. and wears and, a sharp suit and yeah, all the rest of it. yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's not no. You know, I'm sat here in a you know baseball cap and yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good, it's a good baseball cap. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we need to change our mindset. It's mm. a, if you can solve a problem and monetize it, you're an entrepreneur. And this is, I think, one of the the things that we really do need to talk to to um, young people leaving school. I think their concept of what going into business for yourself is really skewed. Um, and so digitally. The, I mean, the other thing I talk about is the democratization of, um, uh, of opportunity that has occurred through the internet um, and platforms like Amazon and um, uh, like Facebook or eBay or whatever it might be, they have, they have allowed opportunity to really diversify. 
and I, it was funny. I, I kind of like I likened it to how um, go back three four hundred years ago, the landed gentry, the the lords, didn't just make their money at one one place. They made their money in lots of different places, lots of little places. And actually, most um, most well off people, most um, most people in in positions of power, that's what they do. They have multiple streams of income, mm-hmm. and. When we can get, and the the internet has allowed us to to do that, you know, I can have I could have ten books on Amazon, mm-hmm. and I could learn how to do I could learn how to market better, and I could I could earn my money off ten different books on ten different subjects if I so chose. Yeah, the, and complement that with YouTube videos, and complement that with YouTube videos or tutorials or things on Udemy or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, you just look at some of the guys who who are making it big on YouTube, for example. You know, doing makeup tutorials or doing you know some 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 girls are doing amazing. I mean, really, really amazing kind of um, viewer figures doing makeup tutorials uh, or doing fashion blogs or whatever it might be that is your passion. And if you can solve a problem for someone and get them to engage with you, then you've got a market. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean. We've never, we've never had that opportunity. I mean, you and I are, you know, a similar age, and when we left school, we didn't have that. You know, we we didn't have that opportunity. Mm. You know, you could your market was pretty much your school or your your local area, um, and if you were really, really kind of forward looking, you might go into the next big city. Yeah. But. And progression was very linear. Uh, as yeah, well. absolutely. You didn't I, have all these options and a global market no, to engage with that we do now. You know, you can't wake up. You can't wake up one morning and your business is still going on in, uh, has just finished in America and it's just about to start in Asia. Yeah. You know, that's that's the amazing thing about it. Um, and so one of the things I'd like to talk about, particularly, particularly when we're talking about Welsh young people, the world is so small. I'm, I'm, I'm really fortunate, you know, I, um, over the last eight weeks, I've come, I've gone from the US to Oman in the Middle East and back. And I see young people all over the world. And what I, what I, the more I see it, the more I recognise that it's such a tiny place. You could be anywhere. You can be doing business anywhere. You can be solving problems anywhere. Um, it is not you stuck in your little town, your street, um, as it was 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. It's just not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And. I think there is definitely a mentality shift that ha- needs to happen, and I think in Wales it is more ingrained than other places. That you know, I go into some communities, and they all their thought process is: I'm going to stay in this community, um, I'm not going to leave it, I'm going to find a job down the road if I can find a job because the way industry is, is changing, that's getting more difficult in some places. Um, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have kids, and I'm going to die in within the space of four streets mm-hmm. and that to me you know okay if that's if that's a conscious choice that's fine but i f- see that so many of it's an unconscious choice it's an, it is just what happens to people not what people choose to do for themselves and what i want to say to young people is that there is so much opportunity in the world and now you can start that you can start that amazing journey with your two thumbs and a smartphone mm-hmm just that just that alone should blow your mind just the fact that you could be um i have i've, I've had people buy the ferret book from brazil so there's someone in brazil <laughs> reading a book about ferrets that i wrote 
potentially training up a whole heap of ferrets and selling them. Absolutely. Right? Who, knows? <laughs> Who knows, right? So there could be a troop of dancing <laughs> ferrets in Brazil down to my book. But <laughs> the point is that you don't know where their opportunities can take you. Mm -hmm. And you have the opportunity to start now and from Wales and take Wales to the world. You know, you know we are an innovative nation. You know, we've got some amazing people here. Let's let's celebrate that. Let's tell let's tell people about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's stay on the Snapchat one because I think it's mm. so relevant. And I know that the kind of people that be listening to this this podcast can take that message out and will be really engaged with the the, the Snapchat one. So if we think of businesses in Wales, let's yeah. let's really localize it. So I think it's something like eighty percent of businesses in Wales are SMEs. Yeah. And those SMEs have an aging workforce. Yeah. Um, and the next cohort coming through are obviously Gen Ed. Gen Z digital natives who are, are all over Snapchat and these live kind of features on, on most social media networks. So they have a need to engage with their next market or the next cohort, but they don't have the skill set to do it in yeah. these 80% of businesses in Wales. So the opportunity is massive for some young person somewhere in Wales to corner that and yeah. to say, hey, here's my YouTube tutorials, send them out for free. Yeah and then monetize things afterwards, but could be doing it from a two-bed semi in Triorki. Absolutely, or I think there's even, there's even more potential than that, I think. Um, recognizing that these SMEs are needed puts you actually in a position of power, it changes the dynamic. Yes. Um, and I think young people aren't taking advantage of that and not understanding that, and actually, the next generation, our generation, which isn't that far removed, mm -hmm. Almost needs to, you know, we need to understand, recognize it, and say, okay, there's a, a real um, opportunity here to get young people engaged in the process. We're not doing that. We're not. We're not taking advantage of it at all. And I can see some young entrepreneur getting it right and actually producing something that they could sell across every SME. Mm -hmm. You could um, do it by industry. You could do it by size of organization. You could do it by demographic. Loads of, loads of different ways of um, organizing it. But if you went into, let's take it, me, make it really simple. You're a young person, you walk down your high street and there is a shop that you think is great. Um, so let's keep it really, really local. Um, you're in there, you, you know your friends are in there, you know that it, it, it's a good place to be. Approach that business owner and say, are you actually appealing to any? And you, there's no Snapchat presence, there's no Instagram presence. But you know that people your age are engaging with that shop. You could go in and say, do you realize that I could do X, Y, and Z? Let me set up the Instagram account for you. Let me set your Snapchat channel up for you. Mm -hmm. Let me run three lives a week for you. Transform, like make it, a, you know, give them an example and then see what happens. Yeah, because all of a sudden you can they'll see a tangible shift in, in what they're doing and that creates proof of concept it um, gives you credibility in the marketplace a lot of the things that I see is not a lack of knowledge or opportunity it's a lack of willingness to take a risk mm. or we, we talked a little bit about earlier I think confidence um, and it's a real, it's a, it's, it's, it's a real challenge. I think that it does take a little bit of, um, it takes guts to go in and talk to someone our age, even though we're quite, I suppose we, I, I argue that we're quite approachable. Mm -hmm. But for someone who's sixteen, it, it must take guts to go in and go. Do you know what? I can make your business better. Mm -hmm. 
that's a that's a big that's gutsy a, that's, that's a, a big, big gutsy thing to yeah. say um but there are ways of doing that there's a way of building up to that isn't there there's this kind of thing a podcasting yeah and, and showing your journey people yeah. love a journey so and it's not even why don't you like if you if it was uh if it's what you're interested in make a snapchat channel yeah don't, you don't actually have to tell the business owner i'm not saying about ripping off brands but what i'm saying is do something that's related so say it was a i don't know um it was a gaming shop or whatever it might be do something to a snapchat channel on gaming go into the store and go look that's how many people have got following me yeah. every single day yeah then you've got a proof of concept then you and can, just you know, the process of doing that channel creating that content and being yeah. active in that space will grow the confidence ready to approach Absolutely. And those the, businesses that content generation we're in such a space now where if you look at a lot of the ways that people like hubspot and some of these big content um, content platforms everything is about um, content marketing mm -hmm. it's about driving um, that that traffic and getting good at that gives you a whole skill set that you can then use it's the learning process that you get by just doing it so just even if it was not a monetized thing if you're doing a YouTube channel the amount of skills that you learn that you don't even think you're doing you've um, you're doing your presenting skills you're doing you've got confidence in public speaking you've got the production you've got the um, editing you've got all these different things mm -hmm. The marketing, how you, who are you speaking to, your audience. Even just the mindset of knowing anybody could watch what I'm about yeah. to say here. You've got to step up to yeah. that, right? And that's really special. And so don't think it's, it's a, don't, don't play at it, do it. Yeah. You know, I think there are some amazing um, examples of young people doing that. Um, I read, so there was a really great um, article, I think it was an entrepreneur, and it was talking about a, um, a young child, I mean, I mean eight or nine, who has earned millions making slime. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. hear this? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love those kind of stories. I think they're really, they're great because it's a simple concept that anyone can do. They, the, the funny bit is they learned to make slime off YouTube and are now selling the slime out back out on YouTube. Yeah. I, you know, I just think that's an amazing thing. You know, thinking about that, they learned something from the platform that they were then able to monetize and they're now selling and they're making millions. Yeah. What about the, I think it's a four or five year old who's um, playing with toys and reviewing toys on the your toy kids. review? Yeah. Um, that's a massive amount of mil millions and millions yeah, yeah, yeah. he's generated and the companies that are jumping on him saying, here we go, review our toys. Yeah. And the money they're giving that family. Can you imagine, the, can you imagine that as a, you know, <laughs> you imagine it, can you remember like when we were six or seven? Yeah. And a company is going have my toys to play with. I mean, that's like every child's Forget dream. Forget the money. That's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, so I think there's there are so many opportunities. Mm. The difficulty, I think, actually, is not that there's there are too few opportunities. There are almost too many for young people to think they can get distracted really easily. Mm -hmm. um, I know this. I mean, I know as a business owner, there are so many social media channels and different things. I go, all right, I need to do that. And then all of a sudden you're distracted because the next thing comes along and you, you know, I've got to do that. Or finding one thing, I think if I could give anyone a device, it'd be focus on one. Find one mm. and get good at it. And then you'll find that you're able to spread out. Um, but take take something and really work at it. And you'll, you've, got, you've got such a huge advantage in that being dig digital natives it comes easy to you. I mean, it takes me a long time to do these things. Mm. And I'm not that old. You know, and your ability to just go, you know, knowing what hashtags and little things, you, 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 you can put so much value into a, into a company. 
leads on to um, that, that idea of entrepreneurship as well as entrepreneurship. That idea of of changing companies from the inside. You don't have to. You don't have to go out on your own. You can do. And actually, I would argue, um, as scary as it's been, it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. Um, and I love what I do. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's there's so many opportunities. But you know, this isn't necessarily an entrepreneurship route. This no. is a way of upskilling, creating a profile, ready for leaving university, college, or education. Yeah. This is what I can do. This is what I can do. Please give me a job, X company. Yeah, and that's and that's I think that's the point. Um, and I was saying this, saying this to the, the uh, students at the university. Um, what step, what sets you apart? You know, rightly or wrongly, we've got to a, we've got to a stage where we've got fifty percent of, of young people going to university, um, and you, you know that's a whole different debate as to whether you think that's valid or, or not. But if you're, everyone else is if everyone's coming out with a degree, what separates? What differentiates you? If you come out with a degree and you can also say, well, I've also run a YouTube channel that makes this much money. I've done. I've written a book on <laughs> and sold it about ferrets on Amazon or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and the skills I've learned from doing that are, all of a sudden. Someone at a big company goes, oh, okay. So you're, you have got that entrepreneurial mindset. You will take a problem and find a solution. And it doesn't matter whether you're doing that in terms of your own company or doing that as part of an employee for others. There are always problems to be solved. And there's a really exciting shift happening now. We, we've seen it happen in America with the likes of Apple and Google dropping um, degree yeah, as a prerequisite. Yeah. That's now coming into the UK. We're seeing organizations in, in Cardiff and, and big corporates dropping degree as a yeah. prerequisite. You know, this is new. This opens up a whole new window of opportunity for young people. And if they have those skills rather than that piece of paper, it's becoming far more valuable. Being able to demonstrate that, I think, is the key piece to that. Because I think um, whilst they whilst big companies are and you know, people like um, uh, the big accountancy firms. I know that a lot of the like Deloitte and, and those kind of people, they're doing that. They're, they're dropping the classifications to try and make a more even playing field and going on to things like group interviews and, and those kind of things. It's the demonstration of your skill set. I think actually, in some ways, it's become easier and harder to do that. I mean, that piece of paper was an easy way. It kind mm-hmm. of like said, well, that's what I can do. It didn't really give any practical like example of that, but it was an easy kind of thing. Whereas now, it's difficult to say, well, I'm actually really good at Facebook ads, or I'm really good at digital marketing, or I'm really good at, you've got to think quite creatively of saying, well, this is a campaign I've run. You know, you might want to have loads of screenshots, you might want to have your ROIs, you might want to have your conversion rate, you need to be able to demonstrate. Mm-hmm. So that's why having something that's in the public domain, like a YouTube channel, or a course that you've written that's on Udemy, or whatever it might be, or a book on Amazon. Yeah. It's quite easy then to go, yeah, that's where it is, you can check it out. Yeah. And, and what I love about this is that we're opening up so many different routes now. Whereas traditionally, it's been, you've got to go to sixth form, you've got to yeah. go to university. And yeah, that's got its place, but not for everything anymore. And I think we need to take take that away as the, the primary focus for, and there's a whole other conversation to have about school that's and a, the yeah, education Yeah, 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 absolutely. But if we can highlight this and to all the, the partners and, and the people that will be listening to this podcast is, let's celebrate that. I think you're absolutely right. I think it is definitely a different conversation, different conversation to have about the education system, but this idea of a linear route that you do school, college, university, job, is completely blown out of the water. Um, let's be honest, it's a Victorian system. It's a, it was a system designed for a different age. Mm-hmm. And 
we are all working longer, we're all healthier longer, our careers are taking huge shifts. More people are going to university in their 20s and 30s where they've figured out what it is they want to do. Um, and I'm really passionate about supporting young people to, you know, I, one of the things that came up was like, I just don't know what to do. And I said, that's absolutely fine. Mm. That's not a problem, you know, that's absolutely okay. And find something you love, you know, the best advice my dad ever gave me, do what you love. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then you'll find the way your career shifts. There are very few things in life now where there, I can't think of many other than probably medicine, law, there are probably a few others where it is that linear, that linear route. And even then, they're not that linear. You've got loads of people who go and do different things and come to law or do different things and come to medicine or wherever it might be. Mm-hmm. We are shifting across. I will always work in education, but that could be from running projects in um, Nepal to doing um, lecturing or, you know, there's a huge range of things I could do within education. Mm-hmm. I'll always be in education. And I think that's the way to look at it. You can, you can, you can be a re- have a really wide range of things that you're interested in and just go and pursue them. And we've never had that ability before. And young people, um, and that's, the be- I mean, look at the beauty of being able to, you can learn coding from your bedroom at nine. And you could be, there was a, um, a great article of a, um, a young, young guy who was being employed by Google at 16. Oh, he learned, yes. you, yeah, you saw this one? Yeah. He's still in school. Mm-hmm. And he's been paid a lot of money by Google because he learned to code in his bedroom at nine. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, it, the revolution is just, it's just, just happening. We're just at the tip of it. Yeah. The, the internet has obviously just r- revolutionized everything, like you just said. Yeah. 100 years ago, it was only the very elite of society that had that kind of information. Yeah. And now everybody has that information 24-7. And what you could do with that information can ultimately change your life. But that's our biggest challenge, I think. And I think, as anyone who's interested in education, uh, and as we know, information is everywhere. The ability to critically engage with that information is the most important piece. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we need, as educators and, and people who want to work with young people, we need to sit and help them to go, because you, ha- you can, you know, I can, ask, um, I can ask Alexa at home pretty much any question I want. I can ask Siri any question I want and get an answer. My ability to figure out whether that answer is valid, whether that's relevant, is the, is the difficult piece. And I think we, there is, I think it's also going to be a shift in social media, um, with this, with young people recognizing that not everything they're being fed is, is truthful and how mm-hmm. do we engage with that? And I think that's one of the challenges we've got. Um, and Gen Z will probably solve that challenge. Yeah, and I think I, and I, it could be like an AI algorithm that gives you like a ranking about, okay, how, how honest is this is this article? I, I, I don't know. We don't know, right? We I mean, there know. you go, there's, there's someone for someone to go and work <laughs> yeah. on. So before we move on from this entrepreneurship kind of topic, um, let's drill it back down to, that it, like you said, this, it, it's opportunity rich right now. But if we're going to pass on any kind of knowledge to the people that are listening to this, um, to pass on to young people and plant that seed, is it, how do you pick your niche? Um, I, do you know what? I think it's really simple, actually. And I think it comes back to that, that advice I was given. Do what you love, wherever that might be. Because mm-hmm. if you love it, then everything else becomes easy. And chances are somebody else is going to love it or need it. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I, um, I love education. I love working with young people. Couldn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. 
genuinely couldn't. Um, they, young people give me energy, they, um, they challenge me, they question me, they push me on to be better at what I do. Um, it is something that's really, really special. I don't think I could do anything else. And when you wake up every morning, that's what you've got to have because you're going to spend a long time doing it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you can solve, solve your problem first in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. and that's what I kind of do. I, you know, there are problems that I had when I was growing up or problems I could see happening and now I'm putting solutions in, in place. Okay, so something just come to mind, right? Go on. Before we started this, we also had a chat about the, the Autumn Internationals because we haven't seen each other. <laughs> yeah. And I said to you about some of the, the stats I was looking at about how the, what was it, the, the defend, how the defensive line works yeah. and how the, the fullback comes up in to add an extra winger and this winger yeah. drops, whatever. Um, and you said, oh, you hadn't seen that, but you'd like to yeah, see yeah. that. So there's a bunch of university students now and there's technology out there that anybody can use to analyze matches. What if somebody created a channel um, in Wales on rugby and analysed all the defensive systems or defensive play and rated them, ranked them, ranked individual players? Yeah. Or even then, maybe a different angle. We'll stay with rugby because uh, <laughs> we both love, so yeah. that's easy. Um, you know, trying out rugby um, equipment. So, okay, I'm going to look at these three boots and I'm going to compare them and I'm going to give them a score. Or I'm going to look at these three gum shields, this three padding, whatever it is, and did a comparison. Yeah. Is there anybody doing that right now? I don't know. But if there isn't, that means there's a space. If there's analysis on, you know, which kickers use which boots and what's their accuracy ratings, you know, you know, there are so many things that you can yeah. do along those lines. Yeah. Um, and then that information. So we, we're, we're getting to, which is really fascinating, we're getting to, um, position now where information is valuable so data data is king yeah and so people are willing to purchase that information so if you can if you're of that mindset and you can build that that platform that analyzes those things there will be sponsors bootmakers mm -hmm. people who, who would be interested in buying that from you yeah and at the same time as people like us we're just interested in looking yeah. at the stats. And so the op opportunity for collaboration then. So if you've got a mate that can do the coding and Absolutely. develop some kind of analysis, yeah. you've got the face who's going to sit on the YouTube and, and on the social media and say, you know, Osprey's one on the again and we, we yeah. ranked them this and this based on these two aspects. And then somebody else who's, who's trying out all the equipment and the kit yeah. and rating and it. And somebody's doing the marketing in that piece. Yeah, yeah, and putting it all out across. The, so three of you, four of you have just created a whole yeah. suite of content that could eventually you know, be a money maker. And you do it with your friends, often. Um, you're learning huge amounts of skills by doing that. The collaboration piece, I think, is, is massively important. And I, we can both speak to that. I mean, mm -hmm. we've, we've known each other for a few years now. Um, and every, every time that we speak, I'm more excited about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. like, and the people that we meet and the people that are in our circle, we're all collaborating on different things. Mm -hmm. You know, even and a collaboration doesn't necessarily mean you're second a formal structure. It is just that opportunity to speak to someone and go, "Well, this is what I'm thinking. Could that fit in with what you're doing?" Yes, let's let's develop that in another in another way. Communication. The, the interesting about the democratization of information and, and the internet and social media is a lot of our collaboration has gone from face to face, um, and people can argue that's a positive or a negative, but it does require a different skill set. Mm -hmm. And so building those skill sets up is important. How would you collaborate? How would you work in a team? How would you lead a team? How do you get consensus? How would you, um, I suppose, not to make it political, but how do you um, do that whole kind of compromise thing that people aren't seeming to do very well at the moment? Mm -hmm. um, you know, all those, they're really valuable skills. How mm -hmm. you, and, and they can be developed through these 
collaborations. And if you think about it, if you're sat, in a, sat there, you're 15 years old, and you've got your three mates and you're all into skating. So or let, no, let's keep on the rugby. You're, you all play rugby together. You love, you love the game, you love the stats, you love all the, um, all the you know, you're always, you're always going to buy the, the whatever boots, um, whoever you know, Gareth Davis is wearing or whatever it might be, or your, um, your kicking style is, is one way or whatever, wherever it could be. And you've got four guys set up that, that, that channel, just sharing your love of the game and, and your analysis. Um, you can learn so much that you can then use elsewhere. So one of the things I, I was chatting to a business school in England um, across the border, and they said, could you, and the, the, the tutor on the course said, could you employ any of our students when they graduate? I said, no. I, I said, and, I'm, and that's not me saying that the course was bad or anything else. I said, I'm gonna spend six months at the moment just teaching them how to engage with the people. And because none of them, and when I asked them questions about, so how many of you work together, how many of you, very, very few of them did. And what I want, like I got that through play rugby. I, you know, genuinely, it was something that gave me a lot of that. But I want people who can challenge and collaborate and bash ideas around and come to the best solution for the problem. Mm. Um, and, we, and I want young people to feel confident enough to go into a company and not think that, oh, I'm here, I'm lucky to be here. Think, how can I make this better? Mm. That's uh, the important bit. We need them to realize how powerful they are. How good they are. Yeah, so in my role, I'm about connecting young people to the world of work, but also making young people realize, okay, so you know, the army want me, the navy want me, the FE colleges want me, the training providers want me, the recruiters want me, you know, the, the fast food restaurants want me. All these organizations need 16 to 24 year olds. They need Gen Z. Gen Z doesn't know that. Gen Z thinking, oh, there's no opportunity or- Aren't I, or aren't I really lucky? Oh my God, I've got, someone's given me that, this chance. Aren't I really, I'm so lucky. Yeah. Like, no, they're lucky to have you. Absolutely, they're lucky and to we have need, you. And we need to reverse that kind of mentality. And, mm -hmm. and if we do that, then, then young people will step into their own um, their own, I don't want to use power because that's a really corny way of putting it, but they, they will they become empowered. And they will, yes, thank you. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah. They will become empowered and, and they will recognize and they will make amazing contributions because what's happening, and I saw this happen with my generation, um, our generation, that, that you felt like, all oh, right, I've gotten that job. And so many of my friends who went into like corporate jobs and they just stuck their head down and worked. And it wasn't until they were 30 or 30, or 30 plus, they went, their head came up and went, well, actually, I could probably do this differently or I could do this or I could do that. What I want to say to young people is, you can do that now. Mm -hmm. You have that power and you have the knowledge. Go back to the Snapchat example. Put your hand up in the boardroom and go, do you know what? Actually, one of our demographics is 16 to 24 and they're all using Snapchat and you guys are stuck on Facebook, but it's only for old people. Mm -hmm. The amount of people our age who just assume that all young people use Facebook is amazing. Yeah. And every young person I speak to go, no, I don't use Facebook because it's for all people. Yeah. Because my mum's on there. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so just a really simple thing like that, where a, where a young person could put their hand up and go, I can make this more relevant to people just like me. Mm -hmm. And there's a value to that, and I can make a better contribution. Mm -hmm. So on that empowerment note. Thank you. This, uh, this podcast series is all about um, raising awareness of what great people are doing, like yourself mm -hmm. and, and some of the others that have been on this podcast. And I've 
lined up, which is really exciting. So I want to raise awareness of how powerful I see collaboration to be, particularly in Wales. There's lots of great people doing great things mm. in Wales to help younger people, you know, raise awareness of this and the power that young people have. But in terms of collaboration, it do you see that in Wales? I see it in pockets. Um, silos. Silos. Mm. I don't. I, you know, I don't think Wales is good enough at doing it. I don't think there's the infrastructure support to to do it. Um, that comes from both a governmental level and a probably a structural level um, below that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've got some great hubs. So uh, Cardiff as a capital has, has had quite a lot. Of, so I, I definitely think there's a, a silo mentality. Um, I definitely think there's not enough structural support. Whether there's not enough support or whether there's not enough awareness of support, then maybe they may be one and the same, they may be slightly different. Um, and that comes from Welsh Government through to structures below Welsh Government, um, both in the public, private and voluntary sector. I think there's a mismatch sometimes. Sometimes there's, there's, there's overfunding in that you've got three organisations that seem to be funded to do the same thing. Um, and then other times there's a, there's, a, there's a complete lack. So there's um, there are places that are great so you know Cardiff has had a lot of a, a lot of investment we're seeing a lot of tech ed tech tech firms coming into Cardiff which is amazing um, you've got places like Welsh Ice which really in Caerphilly which really support um, entrepreneurs um, there are other hubs so Wrexham is another hub um, but I, like I do see massive gaps in mid Wales West Wales um, and there are going to be some amazing companies and amazing people who could engage um, with others and collaborate with others. I mean, it's difficult. It really is to be in a place where. I mean, I love. I love being here. I love having my company here. Um, I think it's really important that we support Wales. I don't necessarily think we're at the cutting edge of where we could be. I think Wales could be leading, um, leading the way in not just the way in which we work with young people, but the way we, we, which we work it with technology and and lots of other things. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame, I think. Yeah. So from my point of view, we've got some leading edge tech in Wales. Mm. We've got some some directors of those companies that really want to engage, but they don't know how to engage with, say, yeah. the community organisations or the third sector or council-led organisations. And then you, you try and get into councils and then kind of on the ground, they... You know, they're all up for it. The staff we meet with are so up for it, but then higher up the hierarchy. The bureaucracy is a nightmare. The bureaucracy is a nightmare, yeah. So it's about how do we raise our kind of awareness of, look, if we all work together, Wales could be unstoppable, and we could we could be at the leading edge of everything if we poured all our resources together and, and championed going in the same direction. Yeah, I think there's there's a number of things. I think the I think we need to raise our voices. I think you know people like yourself and myself, we've got we should be raising our voices more. Mm. Um, the collaboration we've done, I mean, like, you know, talking to, uh, we've both got friends who are, you know, at USW, at Cardiff, at like, big universities, at, um, you know, throughout the, um, the entrepreneurial space. Um, you know, I know you had Dean on last week, and Dean's an amazing guy, and, you know, people like him, um, like Gareth Jones, there are lots of people that you can link in but unless we do something on a on a real structured level, I just don't see like the big like you know my head hit the table when you said about the councils because I've tried to do work with councils before and it is the bureaucracy is a nightmare and the platforms they've got they say they talk to each other and they don't mm-hmm. and you know and there's no criticism of them I just think that, that I think we're still using an archaic method 
in the 21st century and you're a perfect example of where you can get to when you really look at what works now yeah not work what worked 15 years ago mm -hmm. and so almost i want to scrap all the all the processes and have one centralized portal for people to collaborate mm. well even just a centralized vision so so yeah my vision is okay Anybody in Wales who wants to better an outcome or better support a, a Gen Z, as someone who's 16 to 20 now, if you're working with them, we should be working together. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not thinking of that from a selfish point of view. I want to use my product, but I want to engage. I want to yeah, work yeah. with you. To and, so, and how do you do that? And how do you those gatekeepers? I think is a real challenge because yes. people, the amount of people, like go, oh, yeah, it's great what you do. I say, okay, so where do I go next? How do we how do you do this? How do you do that? And I go. Oh, well, I'm, I'll just go back to so-and-so and then we'll get back to you. And it's like, that's not, you know, you're right. You know, you're absolutely right. We should be working together. So there's two things. Awareness. Do we know we all exist? I don't think we do. This um, is the whole purpose of the, my little podcast. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think, so I think, I generally think that there's not enough of that happening. Mm -hmm. um, some of it's a time issue for people, you know, can't, you know, so that maybe there's a way of having, um, a better way of doing things quickly and it could be it could be you know it's like having slack channels or whatever it might be where you've got lots of ideas flying around um, or, or a, a platform where you can go right this is my this is what I do this is my idea and then everyone else who's on the same in the, in the same space goes I can help you with that I want to collaborate with that mm -hmm. you know so and so mm. and we don't do that very well I don't think uh, and I think there's it's a hark back to a lot of um, particularly within the third sector which I've done work in previously, is that, well, we're funded to do this and you're funded to do that and we can't, you know, we don't want to compete against the funding. And mm -hmm. and we've got, I think Wales needs to take itself out of that mentality. We, we've got to be starting to go, we can generate our own income. Yeah. We've got some really amazing, bright people. Let's not be reliant on, on everything else, on external factors. Yeah, yeah and share. Let's yeah, share. Let's so if somebody's doing fantastic <laughs> stuff in um, Newport. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's get them over to Pondafree yeah. and say, okay, we're based here physically, but yeah. we want to work with you and we want to learn from what you're doing and let's collaborate. Whether that's knowledge transfer or, you know, sharing resources. Absolutely. And, you know, and that, that does, I've seen that happen as well. Like, you know, good practices kind of kept, like hidden away. Mm -hmm. Like you get, I've seen some amazing projects and I've gone, why, why isn't everyone in Wales doing that? I go, oh, we, we want to keep that because that's ours. Yeah, yeah. Like almost they're terrified that, mm. you know. But let's celebrate. And let's celebrate the amazing things that Welsh people are doing and, and give aspiration to young people. Mm -hmm. um, I know you were in Boston recently. Um, it's a great place. And we were talking about that. Um, and Global Welsh as, a, as an organisation is, is trying to champion that and champion Welsh people why aren't you know young people should be aspiring to those things? Mm -hmm. We you know we should be linking. Let's let's have mentors. Let's 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 get you know. Can you imagine if your mentor was in Boston? You're a young person in Triorki, as we've used Triorki before. Yeah. You're a young person in Triorki, but your mentor is in Boston, and they're going to give you um, an hour, hour a month for the next twelve months. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Um, but do you know what I mean? We can we could really inspire young people mm -hmm. to not just think about being in Wales, but taking Wales, lifting Wales up and making a global um, entity, making people see Wales as this amazing place that um, entrepreneurship happens, that innovation happens, that is leading is a leading light. Mm -hmm. I see no reason why we can't do that. And everyone's going in the same direction. Yeah. 
and and we've got to bring it back down to a local scale. Yeah, you know, people sorry, got, I go. Yeah, so many <laughs> people got local objectives, but if, if locally around Wales in the little town and villages around Wales that we're all pointing the same direction, Wales as a country then yeah. goes in that direction, and we we owe it to our young people yeah. to provide that infrastructure and that kind of that ecosystem that you're talking about. Yeah. And those, like you mentioned Global Welsh and, and the fact I went to Boston, you know, the energy I got from that and the trajectory that's now put me on as an individual. Yeah. Imagine starting that at 15, 16. And making, making young people aware of it. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the key for me. I think there's, you know, I, I've, there's too much of this is what you're going to do. You're going to take this step, that step. Let's make them aware that there are huge opportunities out there for them um, because then as soon as you raise young people's aspiration and expectation of them i expect you to be doing amazing things mm-hmm. do you know what the amount of young people they, they always rise to it they always rise to that challenge mm-hmm. it's when we don't send that expectation that they 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 think that they're not good enough i want young people to think they're amazing so maybe then we could collaborate as all the organizations around wales that are helping young people to aspire to things can collaborate to create a whole bunch of uh, challenges yeah um i you know just thinking outside of the box a little bit but and we're not going to go on forever on that because we would be here all yeah, night we would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so just to kind of wrap things up um your role mm-hmm. here with the youth development agency and what you're doing there just quickly touch on that yeah uh so i so i'm the um, co-founder and director of the youth development agency and we run these experiential non-formal learning projects um, and we run them all over the world. So we've gone from, uh, I work with people in the United States all the way through to Nepal in Asia. Um, worked uh, in India, Sierra Leone, Oman, Dubai, Cyprus, Italy, France. Um, yeah, all over, all over the place. Um, but it's about empowering young people. And so we have a mission to reach a million young people. Um, by the time I'm 50, so I've got 13 years. Um, you say we, but I know deep down that is your personal mission. That's what drives yeah, that's you. that's what drives me. That's yeah. a very a very personal thing, um, but it's important because I like fundamentally the reason I'm in education, the reason I do what I do is to I think that I should make a difference. Mm. I think that we are given such a short period of time on this on this planet, and I want to leave it known I had an impact, and I I believe very much in the idea of. Um, internationalism, diplomacy, getting young people to recognise that there is more that unites them than, than divides them. And I think if we can do that and in a way of getting young people to think together and work together, that we will leave the world better than, than it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's probably never being needed more than it is right now. But with that in mind, when you talk to young people, they're so aware of their mm. social responsibility. And Much more so than our generation was. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And I absolutely believe that Gen Z will change the world for the better. So um, so with that in mind, the, the what you do with the mm. um, development youth agency. <laughs> yeah. and, and it almost said development bank. I, I know, I know, not the development bank. No, it's youth development agency, not the development um, bank. So there's kind of, I guess, your offer and maybe your call to action is twofold. So you are just an inspirational speaker. 
I mean, you know, getting you in front of young people and people that work with young people to share that story and that vision is, you know, I encourage anybody to make contact with David oh, and, and, and get that message, plant those seeds, as you mentioned. Yeah. And then maybe if there's anything the Development Youth Agency can do in Wales. Absolutely. What are so, you doing in Wales right um, now? We are, well, we're developing a couple of plans at the moment. So the, the interesting piece for our work is actually like 85% of it has been export, which has been a, a weird way, like we almost reverse engineered things. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we want to be doing in Wales, so I, I've got a, a big vision, as I was telling you earlier, to take global issues that are impacting young people and make uh, and create lo- local solutions. So get young people together from all around the world to take these big global issues and with support um, develop local solutions. I really want to focus that and start that in Wales. I think there's a real opportunity there to work with partners across the country to get young people together to start to think about okay what big global issues can we impact in wales and we can we be a starting like a an incubator a, you know a starting fire for change in the world mm-hmm. um working with i i always i'm always interested in i i do believe i believe in international travel um and i believe in in getting young people out because i think it gives them a completely different perspective mm-hmm. on the world so i'm interested in talking to anyone who's uh who wants their young people, whether it be a school, youth group, whatever it might be, um, to find these opportunities and get to meet these young people out, out, elsewhere. You know, we were with was with five different nationalities and three different languages two weeks ago. Sat in a sat on, on the floor, um, eating like Arabic food, discussing what the world was doing. I mean, I can't think of anything better than that, and I want more Welsh young people to experience it because I think it makes such a difference when you come back home to realize how big an impact you can have. Mm-hmm. And that you said about the seeds thing, which I always come back to like seeding ideas, seeding ideas. Um, and there's a great, there's a great uh, Greek um, proverb. And it says, so, and I, it's, uh, society grows great when all men plant trees under which they should never shelter. And I completely, completely believe that. So I'm, I, I don't, I'm never going to shelter under those trees. I'm never going to open. I'm never going to. Don't know who goes through the doors that I open. But it's mm-hmm. incumbent upon me to plant the seeds and to open the doors. I don't know who goes through the doors that I open. I like that. I like that a lot. That brings me back, right back to the Snapchat example at the beginning, where you told me that, and then I put it out on Absolutely. our social, and then three people potentially walked through that door. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah. Really interesting. Have that value without expectation. Mm-hmm. Wow, strong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> David, can't thank you enough oh, for your time. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, it's amazing. You know the whole purpose of this is to highlight the great stuff that great people are doing in Wales, and then hopefully that collaboration will naturally come. So, I think so. please reach out to David. Um, I'll share his contact details yeah, with, hit me up with, social. with the podcast across the social. And oh, without doubt, if, if you can grab a coffee with him, he's not often in the country, <laughs> but if you can grab a coffee with him, please do. I encourage it. Yeah, thank you very much. It's thank been amazing. You. We enjoyed it. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to our podcast. I've already said it, we're mobilising 100,000 young people towards employability and prosperity. We can't do it on our own. I can't do it on my own. I want to work with you. I want to collaborate. So please join the mission. Head over to our social channels at My Future app. Come with us. Let's do this together. Let's mobilise 100,000 young people towards employability and prosperity. Thank you.